Well, hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 56 of the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcast. I'm Jake Johansson, right? Right? Yes, you're familiar with it. You've listened before, or maybe this is your first time. Welcome. Welcome, old listeners and new listeners, and I invite all of you to crank it up at this time if you're on the treadmill. I don't know how this uh, week's episode is going to be for working out. I don't know how any of these episodes are for working out. Let me. T- what can I tell you? What have I found out this week? Well, I was on a inter- the, the Internet. I was on an Internet. How about that? I was just on one of the Internets and all the multiple universes of Internets that are available here, here on Earth. I think there's only one Internet. Although I did hear the other day someone talking on NPR about black Twitter, and I thought, is there another Twitter that black people are on? I would like to get on that Twitter, but it's actually just the same Twitter that we're all on. It's just uh, w- what black people are doing on there. And we can follow. I'm, I'm all, I think I'm already on black Twitter. That's, that was the good news. That's what I finally did figure out. Anyway, I was on uh, an Internet, which is the Internet, to all of us listening here in this universe. And I, and I read the statistic that it was 180 to 200,000 years ago, which is a long time ago. Uh, that that was the time when humanity's last common male ancestor la- walked the earth. And I was curious, well, like, what does that mean? Is that like, is that an Adam, Adam and Eve kind of a thing? And it, it sort of, sort of is, I guess. There was one, we're all, all men, all dudes are the Y chromosome. That's what makes us, us. And there was just, where we could trace back to one guy. I guess, a theoretical one guy. I mean, we don't have a photo of this guy, or we don't, he didn't write a, he doesn't have an audio audio book of his life, or, and there's no podcast about him. But uh, that's uh, 180 to 200,000 years ago, which uh, that's what science says. That's when our last male ancestor, and I don't know if that's an Adam and Eve thing, because that's a long time ago. I don't know what that guy was like, according to the to the Bible experts. Anyway, uh, speaking of Bible experts, uh, you, I'm not sure about this week's episode for you. Uh, I'm, I am very excited about my guest, Liz Winstead, and she's going to be talking to me. We had a, co- a conversation about uh, female reproductive rights, which uh, is the thing that she's passionate about and I'm also interested in because I'm reproducing with a female and that's the thing that I did. And uh, anyway, so it gets a little bit, uh, that's uh, political stuff. But before that, there's some conversations about her dog uh, and her dog's uh, penis and, and uh, dog eating dog poop. So, you know, don't bail now. Wait and listen to that. And in fact, don't bail ever. Stick through the whole thing. Why not? Uh, there may be a conversation with Nigel later. Anyway, uh, that's that's all things that are about to happen. What else is about to happen? Well, this week... I'm going to be at Morty's in Indianapolis, and I'm super excited about that trip, August 8th through 10 at Morty's in Indianapolis. Now, I'm excited about that, not only because I'm going to be performing at Morty's, but I'm also going to be going on the Bob and Tom morning radio show. And uh, it's always fun to go on that show, so if any Bob and Tom listeners are listening now, um, <laughs> welcome. Hello. <laughs> happy, uh, happy Internet. You're on the Internet, and we're all together. This Finally, this has happened. So I'm looking forward to my trip to Morty's in Indianapolis, and then after that I'm looking forward to my trip to the uh, D.C. Improv, August uh, 28th to September 1st. The Washington, D.C. Improv is always awesome. Please come out there. And then don't forget, I'm going to be up in uh, Kirkland, Washington, which is just outside Seattle at Laughs uh, in September, along with uh, I'm going to be in Portland for the first time in a long time at the Hawthorne uh, Theater. And so please, if you live in Portland, uh, come out to the Hawthorne Theater. That's September 22nd. Um, I'm going to be in Chicago. I'm coming back to Acme in Minneapolis, where my guest Liz Winstead is from. That's where I met her originally. 
I'm going to be in Denver at the Comedy Works and Zanies, and at the end of the year in December, just before the end of the year, I'm going to be in Polarities in Cleveland, taping my next special. So you can come to that. All you have to do is get to Cleveland, buy yourself a ticket to the show, and you can be a part of of a TV thing of me on television. So all those things you can learn about more at my website, jakethis.com. It's the same as the name of the podcast. And so I am the sponsor of the show, and that was my commercial. And now we're going to get on with the show um, because we're all ancestors of the same Y dude a long time ago. And there is an, there is an ex-lady also. Um, and I don't, I'm not going to make any jokes about ex-ladies, but... Uh, I understand. There's uh, there's one fighting in the UFC right now. No, that's next man. Anyway, um, my guest today, Liz Winstead, I met uh, years ago in Minneapolis. She's a comedian. She was one of the creators of The Daily Show, and she's very funny. She's very active in um, women's rights, and you can follow her on Twitter. I believe it's at Liz Winstead, and uh, you can learn more about what she's into. But uh, before you do any of that, you can listen to her talk to me, because that is about to happen right here. All you have to do is nothing. Just keep whatever you're doing. It's going to happen. You can listen to her talk to me, and you can find out more about uh, what you'd like to do after that. And when I say find out more, I mean you'll just, by the way that you'll find out more about what you'd like to do after that is you'll just stop and think to yourself, what would I like to do now? You don't have to... You, you will know what you want to do inside of your own mind. You don't have to go. That's not a thing that you have to look up on the Internet. And I don't think it is a thing that you can look up on the Internet. In fact, just give me, while you're listening to this, I'm going to Google how do I find out what I want on the Internet. Um, so thanks for listening. Welcome aboard. Here we go. It's me and Liz Winstead. Oh, this was recorded actually a few uh, weeks ago in um, Mill Valley, California, that's Northern California, where we were doing a show together um, in the town square. So we may uh, refer to that in here, but it was uh, in mid-June. I think we had this conversation on June ah, 19th. No, 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 19th. Um, so that's when this conversation happened, if it seems like it's different time to now, because I think we referred to a couple of things. Um, anyway, now, without further ado... Me and Liz Winstead. Here we go. All I want is a goddamn hardware store. Like, I am so glad that I can get a lavender essence mar- homemade marshmallow. Like, I'm glad that store exists. I'm a one. But is I there- just need some gaffer's tape. Can I please have some gaffer's tape? And less twee cupcake shops and just, like, one place where I can get a hose. I just want a hose. Is there a really a lavender essence uh, marshmallow? There is. Did you make that up? No. Or is that a no, real thing? It's a real thing. And the reason that I know it's a real thing... Yeah, there, is there. Uh, we just... I just had... Um, I just did a, a fundraiser. Uh, Martha Plimpton and I have this organization called A is For, which is a reproductive rights awareness um, thing. You can go to AIS4.org and you can learn all about us and find a- out. A-I-S, the number is four? No, F-O-R. AIS4.org. And you can... So we just did a fundraiser for them, and and one of the people who helped catered um, was a, an organization called uh, Boo Boo Bakery, and they make um, specialized um, marshmallows. And one of them was lemongrass and lavender essence marshmallow and chai marshmallow. Yeah, yeah. That just seems, so seems like an idea that if they sounded it out with anybody, they would say, no, don't don't do that. Do this. Don't don't. 
don't make a lavender essence marshmallow. Put that, make a better hat for winter or some. You know what? Just that seemed, was delicious. Was it really good? The lavender it essence was kind mar- of marshmallow. So amazing. Like, and I'm not even, I, I'm a s'mores person. That's kind mm-hmm. of it. Like, I like a s'mores. I'm not a big, like, I crave marshmallow. I don't like fluffer anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was delicious. We never had the fluffer when I was a kid. That was just an out of bounds thing. My mother. I didn't learn about it till later. Yeah, I don't, I think that was the thing that my mom, if she even knew about it, was just appalled at the idea of like, it's a jar of marshmallow that you can smear on things. That's like a sin. Well, uh, and a lot of that chocolate, we didn't either. We were also poor growing up. So, you were poor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor. Youngest of five kids. We were really poor. So we barely had, like, we only had Kool-Aid. We never had soda in the house at all, ever. And sometimes we had Kool-Aid, but it wasn't Kool-Aid. It was the generic Kool-Aid. Like, we, you know, we were that family that a lot of comics talk about who always had, like, um, that big giant bag of orange round Snacks mm-hmm. that were not Cheetos. They were like generic balls. I think they were technically just spray painted packing materials. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. Like, the generic Cheetos yeah. are bad. Yeah. So yeah, we that. were those. So any kind of that or the jelly that was peanut butter and jelly in one jar. Like I always coveted that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there was the rich friends that had that. The real. I knew people who had that, but in fact, now that I'm an adult, and my mother did tell me at the time that that was not as good as the peanut butter and the jelly that you you have them in separate jars. The mixed together peanut butter jelly and jelly was not as good, I in my opinion. Well and I, I never really ever had it, but I also know that I'm not a big fan of grape jelly and I felt like it was always grape jelly. In it that. was always grape jelly. Um, and I like a strawberry jelly. If you want if you want to really get it to know me. I do. I want to know about you. You want to know you're a strawberry jelly person, I which am. is to me And a marmalade person. And a marmalade is more... And I just said marmalade kiddingly, by the way. I'm not an asshole. You would it's say marmalade? marmalade? Yes. Yeah, okay. But a jelly is sweeter and a marmalade is more kind of that tarty thing. Yeah. Well, I also like jam. I like a chunk and a seed. I don't like... What's the difference between jelly jam and marmalade? And then we can move on. Oh, yeah, we will. Because well, I'm, click. I hear the click. <laughs> Bye. Really? Um, the jelly doesn't have any like fruit in it. You know how, like, strawberry jam has, like, hunks of strawberry. Right, but a jelly is more like a fruit-flavored syrup. Pure glug. Yeah. I'm making the thing with my hand. Yeah, it's not it's not oily, but it's like a gelatinous. Luby gelatinous. Yeah, yeah, And the marmalade has hunks and rind. Marmalade has rind. That's the thing that really makes marmalade like a no thank you for me. See, that's what brings me to like my knees practically. Yeah. I like I like tart and sweet and bitter. Well you say marmalade and I say marmalade. You know (laughs) and now you mock me. I apologized. I cleared it up. Um so good. I'm glad we covered that. Yeah, I think that's going to be helpful for anybody listening. It's going to be like, wow. I didn't even find out about Nutella really until I was an adult at a very advanced. I don't think I found out about Nutella until I was in my 30s. Well, you're an Iowa guy. Yeah, we didn't have Nutella. No, neither. We. I think it's a East Coast thing. Because we. I think those East Coast people had that. And they also had that. Um, European, too. It's and, European. Yeah. And Bosco. Mm-hmm. All that crap. Yeah, we had Nestle's Quick. Big we had Quick. Bosco. Yeah. Um, but Nutella, we, we took a little vacation 
to see my wife's father used to live in Paris. And so we went over and went to Paris and Italy with our daughter, who was two at the time. And that was her first Nutella experience because you would go, you'd have the continental breakfast and they would give you, you know, French rolls with Nutella and butter. And it's like, really, we're having chocolate cake for breakfast? She loved it. Of course. As you would. Um, but tomorrow, so tomorrow, today we're doing the show. Today yes. we're doing a show outdoors for children. Yeah, or something. We're just, yeah. I'm just going to try. Like I, and I looked at my act and I'm like, do I, what's happened? To, I don't really swear a lot. I swear, but I don't have to. But my subject matter is pretty adult. Like, even, like, outdoor, say out loud, adulty material. Well, I always say with comedy shows, if it's a corporate kind of a thing, that you don't have people eating. Not that it's going to be dirty or graphically sexual even, but there's just some things that when you realize, like, oh, in the context of this is picnic, it's not picnic conversation. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so... Uh, yeah, it's tricky. But well, like, are you talking about political stuff? I know. Talking? I'm not going to do talking. political you're not stuff talk about, You're not no. going to talk about naughty sex talk, are you? Not naughty sex talk, no. But I, I really like... Um, shitting? Are you going to talk about shitting? I'm not going to talk about shitting, but I have the greatest thing that I did want to do just about my, my dog's obsessive shit eating, which is hilarious, but I'm not going to do it because it involves me saying shit about a hundred times. I know. Well, that's, I have that joke. And like, the, I went so through, I, I spent, I spent thousands of dollars to try to get my dog to stop eating shit by these quack veterinarians with their quacky cures. And the story is endlessly funny and charming, but it's about eating shit. Well, this, this is the thing that I used so I'm to, not doing that. I, now I just remembered a bit that I used to have that I think I can tell at this day, and it's naughty, and it reminds me of that. So, but I'm not going to say that now. But yet, yeah. so how do your dogs still eat shit? Yes. Yeah. There's no, there's some. Their own other dog poop, their poop, or, or any cat. poop. I you know they eat they eat their poop. The only poop I'm sure they I'm sure they've eaten is my poop mm-hmm. because I you know where that's available. going. Yeah, it's not available. It's not available. Um, they love to roll in it. They it's, uh, oh, I mean John, our friend John Ross had this dog that he would take for a walk, and it loved to roll in human poop. And you would think, where do you find human poop, oh. listeners? Um, because uh, if you live in a city, there are homeless people that don't have an indoor place to poop. Yeah. It's not readily available, and right. so sometimes they poop outside, and your dog finds that, it's game over. Because that is the worst. Human poop has got to be... I mean, I don't know a lot about tiger poop or anything, but human... If a dog gets a hold of human stuff... Yeah, oh my maybe God. my dog did get... Now that I think about it, I can't make promises that my dog hasn't eaten human poop. I live in Brooklyn. Right. You take a walk and there's... there's yeah, but yeah. Now that I think about that, I even feel more grossed up. No. So I try... Do you to, let them lick you on the face, these dogs? Only just after they've eaten the poop. <laughs> yeah. You're normally not. When they yeah. have a clean mouth. So... I've heard of them eating cat before, and that was, according to the explanation I got, was that the dog will eat cat poop because the cat's digestion works differently. So there's still actually some, even though it's been through a cat once, there's still nutrients that a dog okay. can get out of it. Here's That's what I heard. These vets, they tell you 900 different things. The first thing they told me was the whole nutrient ruse. So um, they made me go get all this raw meat diet. To put the dog on a strong nutrient diet, which is basically 
the dog is eating pure meat, then the dog is shitting pure meat, then the dog is like, oh my god, there's more meat right here, so I'm just going to eat the shit again, and then looking at me like you're the greatest thing ever, and it's really expensive, like $200. So I go back to the vet after like a week of the dog eating more. Didn't work. No. Right. Then she says, well, also boredom is a factor. So, <laughs> how bored would you have to that's be? That's what I say. I have really been bored, and it has never been like I've exhausted every single one of my resources. And the last thing I am going to try to do to tamp this boredom yeah. is to eat right. my shit or the shit of others. So, yeah, are you kidding me? The Great Gatsby again? I'm gonna not. Yeah, you I'm know what I'm gonna it. do? I'm just gonna get into. The, I'm just gonna start eating my own shit. So. She suggested a lot of exercise, and then I did that. The dog's still eating the shit, and still bored, apparently. So then she says, get another dog. Maybe that will help, because you're busy. And I was like, okay. So I get another dog so that they would then play. Oh, my God. So basically, it was like bringing a Dairy Queen machine into the house. Now I have something (laughs) that makes shit in the house, and now this dog really is like, I fucking hit the mother load with you as my owner. This is insane. So then the dogs eat, like, literally at one point, I caught my dog at the bum of the other dog. Hot out of the hot other out dog. Of the, how, how, it was so gross. Unbelievable. So then I've been Have you the, ever seen the human centipede? Yes! <laughs> so I'm excited that I have this cute new dog, but now it's problematic. So then, and this is where I was like... There is really no veterinary school. It is just all alive. So, but does the new dog then learn to this trick from the older no, dog? No, no. The new dog does not um, yeah. eat, eat poop. It's a supply, not it a just was a, Yeah, it was, a, it was a basis of with which, yeah, supply. So then I go back, and of course, going back to the same vet now, because I'm the asshole, really. Go get a new vet if this is not working. But I go back, because you know what happens if you have a pet, and you ask people... Do you like your vet? They say one. Of, they say one of two things. They go, "I love my vet. My vet loves animals." And I'm like, "Okay, that's not. A, that's like a given." Yeah. It's like he doesn't I have beat a, me. One of my listeners from the podcast, who's, you know, they talk about people who are super fans. She's a super fan, so she will probably get back to me about this poop issue. Okay, good because I, I, I it was never solved. So the last resort was. The vet says, well, I, you know, I'm kind of out of ideas. And I'm like, two is out of ideas? You gave me no ideas. She goes, <laughs> two ideas. Yeah, bad. I love Again. that. That's oh this is the God. worst marriage oh ever. Worst. <laughs> worst. <laughs> what do you got for foreplay? Yeah, exactly. I got two no, ideas. I got two ideas. Horrible. So then she goes, but I have had some clients tell me they've had luck. Um... Sprinkling Tabasco sauce on the poop. <laughs> I have had clients yeah, that told yeah, me. Tell me that, this. Now wait a minute. If yes. you had started this story, I would have gotten. I would have left right away. Right. So I'm like, I looked at her and I said, and I said, I'm, I'm sure I didn't walk in here and say, I, I have a little bit of dignity left, and I'd like to lose that. So could you give me a solution? Where when I walk down the street in New York, and I'm walking my dog, and I see errant turds, and you would like me to pull out a bottle of Tabasco and then season them. That is what you would like me to do. That was that's what, what I'm going to do. That's, that's what you think I'm going to do. That's what you think that's the what you think plan is. Do. That is not the plan. That is not the plan. I'm not doing that. She goes, well, then I don't know. And so then I figured out they have dog toothbrushes. And uh-huh. beef-flavored toothpaste? Yeah. Then I do that. So they eat the poop, and then you brush their teeth? Well, I give them a lot of water, and then I kind of, yeah, do the, do the thing. 
Yeah, I don't. I know. I don't think I would brush their teeth after that. I mean, we love these dogs. So we don't have to brush both their teeth. You just have to brush one of theirs. Just one of their teeth. The other one, if you want to know the problems, the other one. He doesn't. Sure. Jake, it's kind of a nightmare in my house. Um, so I got this other one. Well, I followed you on Twitter now for a little while, and I do see that there's a lot of dog. Yeah, there's a lot of dog mentioned, and they're adorable. Yeah. So the other one had this urinary problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and. He had uh, he was peeing in the house, and I, I got them both at age four. I rescued I like to rescue older dogs, um, and so I brought him to the vet, and of course the they just want to put them on a you know antibiotic right away, and then they go well I don't know, and I was like, well I don't know just isn't really working at this vet, but I don't know happens a lot. You need another vet, I think. I know. In New York, here's what you do. You go, oh, that one's close. And then you keep going there. So part of it's my fault. But I have moved now and have a better vet. This is my old vet, my old neighbor. So uh, he goes on the antibiotic. And then um, they say, after the antibiotic's done, you have to bring in a clean urine sample. And what I was, does that mean, clean? Well, that's what I asked. And they said... <laughs> I caught my dog riding dirty. You, exactly. You have to extract the urine in midstream of a male dog. So I go, okay. Are you kidding me? No. So I go, I don't know what... I, how, so if this is on... If this is not on YouTube... I, I, How to do I'm it? quitting my the internet. Well, here's the deal. Right. I did Is look on YouTube. I you did. No, I was like, "How the hell am I going to do this?" Uh-huh. So I was kind of like stumped. midstream. Midstream. So because I'm kind of crafty, I don't know if you know that about me. I'm kind of crafty. Uh huh. I looked around my house and I saw I had ordered some. Uh, <laughs> Japanese food. The night before, and I uh-huh. had, um, you know, the, the tiny container that's like about three inches that, that the ginger and the wasabi come in, in when you order takeout. They, there's like a small plastic container. and A sort of, yeah, I sort of know. Yeah, so it's about. like a three-inch oval container, and so I washed that out, and I duct taped it to a wooden spoon so mm-hmm. that I could go in. So you made like a little ladle. I made a ladle, um, and so... I was kind of proud of myself, ladle, ladle, ladle. ladle. So I took the dog out, and I had my ladle, and I was all psyched, and I got in there, and I got the pee just right, and then I was like... Oh, man, I'm so really... It was kind of impressive, until I forgot the lid to put on the pee. So now I am... Did you throw the lid away, or the thing? No, it was at home. I just oh, forgot oh, to bring so it. Bam- so now I have a wooden spoon. In a Tape pla- to a tape plastic to sample a- of dog pee. And a dog. And I'm walking down, down the street. And I'm like, I, I'm not going to go into my home with Does it occur to you to like, look, I'm just going to dump this and I'll do it again the next time? No, because you need to bring the first urine in of the morning. Oh, and this after is going, right? this was, yeah. so this is me. So it's, it's the ten days of antibiotics are done, and, and it's the first urine of the morning because it's the most Holy concentrated. Cow. So I was just like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna walk right to the vet." <laughs> how, how far? How? I guess three blocks. But nonetheless, it's kind of like the worst egg toss yeah, thing ever. Yeah, I was going to say this is very you know, similar to And there's kind of weird, splashy a little yeah, it's bit. It's like a six-year-old's yeah, birthday kind of party. Out. Yeah. So I get there. I have the dog, and I was like, I have Buddy's pee uh, 
example, and the woman looks at me in abject horror because I'm handing her this contraption full of pee. And then she says to me, why didn't you take one of our our, uh, kits? And I was like, nobody fucking offered me a kit. But I invented this. You're welcome. Nothing. No kudos for anything at all. So she takes the pee and she goes, well, since you're here, you know, we can test the pee right here to see the levels of, because we're looking for the levels of white count in the urine, which was the problem. So they test the pee and I'm sitting there and she says, the white count levels are still high from after the antibiotic. And also tastes a little like ginger. And tastes a little like ginger and (laughs) lavender. Maybe we could make some marshmallows. So um, I go, well, what does that mean? And she goes, well, the doctor will see you. And I'm like, uh-uh. Oh, my God. I don't know. But, you know, it's uh-huh. like, yeah. So the doctor pulls me into a room and says, the white counts are still high. Uh, what we need to do is an ultrasound. And then if the ultrasound, we don't see anything, then we're going to have to. What are they ultrasounding? The bladder or the kidneys? Or the... I don't even know. You know, they just start talking and I just go ka-ching, ka-ching. And right. like the cacophony yeah. of it's... my bank account being depleted. Just tell me how much money. Yeah, well, just tell yes. And, and, instead, and, of, instead of a whole big sentence, just say a number. Thing. It's $300. No, What's wrong with your daughter? Do it's $300. What they do is they give you a piece of paper that says, the estimate is between $300 and $3,000. So if you'll sign here so we can get kind of a, you agree to that, whatever that number. And you're like, okay, because you love these animals and you'll do whatever. So I was like, I don't know. Okay, you know, you just do that. And so they go, well, all right, we'll do the ultrasound now. So we're going to take the dog back and shave him so we can do the ultrasound. And I said, okay. So I'm waiting. And I'm kind of nervous because I, you know, I don't know. And, and um, the tech comes running out and says, Oh my God! We've discovered what's wrong, and I and I was like, great! And I walk back, and Buddy's laying on his back, shaved, and they go, look, <laughs> yeah, and they go look, and I'm like looking, and I and I said, I'm not sure what I'm looking at, and the doctor goes, um, well, after shaving Buddy, we've realized that um, the reason I can't. <laughs> The reason that his white count was in the urine is because he has smegma on his penis and it's flaking off into the urine stream, which is making the urine have a high white count. uh, Wait a minute. I I do... So you're saying... What I'm saying... There's nothing wrong with your dog. There's nothing wrong with my dog. And so I said to her, I brought this dog in, I think this is the third time, mm-hmm. for a urine problem, and no one ever looked at his penis. No one checked for dick, no cheese, one checked dick cheese, dick, I think check, dick cheese. And she said to me, with a straight face, you know, some things are the owner's responsibility. And I'm like, checking out my dog's cock is not my responsibility. I just don't think it's my responsibility. I don't know. I don't, I can't, I could not identify the genitalia of my dog. I don't know. So then. I really, I feel like the less, if you're taking a good look at your dog's genitals, I mean, that's a sign. That's a warning sign. That you shouldn't have animals. No, you're too lonely. Yeah. You're too lonely. And maybe. A dog is not going to solve what's really wrong. I know, but this is getting worse. The story. It was about to get worse. So I go. Okay, and and I said, so why is he peeing all the time then? And she said, because the smegma causes urine backup, which causes crystals, and he just needs to switch his food and have a clean penis. 
So we need food that breaks up the crystals. Then the crystals will be gone, and his penis will be clean, and then everything's going to be fine. Who's going to clean his penis? Well, Jake, wouldn't you know, <clears throat> they happen to make a um, special cock wash for dogs that costs $270. Is it just for dogs? And horses. It says right on the bottle. For dogs and horses. Are you kidding me? Because I just use a washcloth on my business. Well, dude, yeah. So you don't what is lick, it? What here's is the deal. It? You don't lick your business, and so it has to be no. not toxic. You're right. That's speculation on your that part. That is speculation on my part. I mean, I know. Yeah. I don't know how your dog practices. That's a good guess, anyway. Yeah. So, um, so she hands me this bottle of blue liquid that costs two hundred seventy dollars, and, and it's just you just spray it on there. No, you, you put it on a um, on a um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Napkin. No a cloth, uh, washcloth, a cotton ball. A thank you, Q-tip. cotton ball. Wow, that was a crazy game show. Cotton ball, and you have to pull down on the um, foreskin and wash, wash, wash twice a day. And so I said, so she says, so you have to do this. And I said, for how long? And she said, for the life of the dog. So, um, <laughs> so how long does the two hundred fifty dollar? It lasts about six months. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I said to her, um, "Can I use this on my face? Because it's expensive." And she yeah. stared at me, not laughing. So I thought humorless and an asshole. And so I, I was like, I, I walked out of there with like I don't know, like an, it feels like a nine hundred dollar shave for the shave and the cock wash and the visit and the yeah. ch- testing the pee. And I was furious at how lame they were. And then I was kind of like, well, it could be that my dog doesn't lick his penis. And no one invented cockwash. So I would have to do that for him. So I guess I was happy that that was not the diagnosis. But, like, who has a dog? Have you ever heard of a dog that doesn't lick its penis? No. I know. I got the one. I got the one that doesn't. And it's very Maybe he doesn't important. know that. Maybe nobody taught him. Well, it doesn't maybe. seem like a thing you'd have to be taught to me. If you could do it, If no, you could do it, it you would like be doing do it. That. I mean, like, how, how has he not tried it one time well, and then did, said to himself, this is fantastic. You know what I used to I think? I think he has low tea. I used to think eating shit was great. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. I think he maybe just has, a, like, a low testosterone or, you know, maybe he's mm-hmm. just, like, dumb. Maybe, he's just dumb. maybe he licked it before me. I got him at age four. Mm-hmm. Maybe something happened. I don't How old's the dog now? Nine. So you're looking at five. Every- I've been five years of cock washing, and here's and so whenever someone watches my dogs and I go out of town, I never ask them to wash the cock because it's mean. Yeah, I it's can't hard say. To do that with so dog. then I got a lot of cleaning when I get back. It's, it's a big. It's a back. There's a buildup. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of buildup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, so I before I go, it's super shiny like a new dime, and then. You know. This dog loves you. This dog, you know, you I know. You love this dog. Clearly. Now, does he Does he now, when he sees you go get the bottle of blue stuff, does he roll over he and, brings it to and me. kind of smile? <laughs> <laughs> Puts it in your lap and then sits down, wags his tail, looks up at you. Like, well, how about it? <laughs> what are you doing right now? You know what? I got an idea. Here's the deal. You know what we haven't done in a while, bud? Yeah. Now, let me tell you this. Did you think that when you'd sit down with your friend Liz Winstead uh, for your podcast that we'd be talking about um, cleaning up? It's safe to say nobody did. It's safe <laughs> to say nobody thought that was going to happen. I know. But that's what makes your podcast different than the others. Yeah, that's what's good about the podcast. Yeah. And because I don't have a theme, like some people, other people with their podcasts have it, like, it's all about this. Yeah. I don't have an it's all about right. this. So it can be about that. So today, it's all, well, today was thematic, kind of. We really covered a lot of dog ground. 
Yeah, well, and then I was, when we first turned on the thing, we were in the middle of a different conversation, which I would love to go back to now because um, I think it's now funny to change the subject to uh, women's reproductive rights. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I apparently care very much about the genitalia of all living, breathing things. Quadrupeds, humans, it doesn't matter, yeah. You know yeah. what? I think everybody does, especially children. But <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, we were ta- you and I were talking last night, and you were saying that you felt... Um, this uh, the, the, the phrase war on women was not helpful. Well, I don't like the phrase war on women because it makes me feel like I know what side... I, I mean, I know what it means, the war, the idea... The, I know what the phrase war, of women, war, war on women means, but I feel like the, almost in the phrase, I, it's, it, it feels like I'm... Well, I'm not, I'm not a woman, so if it's a war on women, who's fighting... Who's fighting this war on women? Well, it must be men, but it's not all men who no, are fighting no. the war on women. There are some women on the war on on against the women. And I want to yeah. be on the women's side, is what I'm saying. Well, and I think that is, and I think that is where uh, we help you reframe: is that there's a war on women. Which side are you on? Are you on the side of people who are trying to battle against women's reproductive freedom, or are you on the side of people who are fighting for women's reproductive freedom? You are on the side of fighting for women, and you're on the side for women's reproductive freedom. As a heterosexual, I feel like it is also in my best interest to be on this side. Well, this is why I, I, and it's way more fun of a side. Our side, super fun. We are a bunch of ladies Mm -hmm. who um, want women to be able to have super awesome healthy sex lives with and, and making sure that they have access to birth control so that they can choose to have kids when they want sexual freedom feeling that you know access to Planned Parenthood so they can get all kinds of stuff so that it can well, happen the thing about Planned Parenthood is everybody well the thing about this reproductive rights thing everybody goes right to um, abortion which mm-hmm. is the reproductive sexuality is there's there's a whole lot of other stuff that is before you get to that that I feel like there's some common ground that hopefully we can except for Catholic people but you know if you're protecting yourself with condoms and birth control and all that other stuff I mean can't we, we can't even agree all agree on that which that seems like a slam dunk no brainer like we're all for condoms right no and this is what gets I mean we are though you no, and I, I are yeah I'm all for it and and that's where it gets. That, and that, for me, is where there there isn't when there's not a rational voice. When you hear people say, "I want to reduce the number of abortions," and the and I am fighting desperately to reduce access to birth control because that is what they're doing, because they don't like Planned Parenthood because Planned Parenthood provides abortion, but Planned Parenthood only provides abortion because there's no 100% guarantee. Of any kind of birth control. We live in a sexual society. And what I say to constantly is, there, there's never been an age of abstinence. People have sex. And when people have sex, sometimes birth control fails. Sometimes people don't use it. Sometimes people choose not to use it and then get pregnant and want to have an abortion. I'm not the moral police, and that's nobody's job to be the moral police. But it is everybody's job to try to reduce abortions, I would think. 
And I think that's what you're saying. It's like, isn't that the plan to like do? We'd want to reduce. For, we want to reduce unwanted, unwanted pregnancy. pregnancy. Yes. You know, that's that's first of all. So if you don't want to be pregnant, we would like to help you not, to not be pregnant. Right. And then I also feel like there's this conflation that happens in the people who are the whatever they call themselves, the people who don't want anyone to be able to get an abortion, those those people. Those people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a conflation with those people where they, they act as if, oh, people are using abortion as birth control. Now, there maybe are some creepy people who are doing that, and I feel like that is, I would agree that that is reprehensible. That is not a good way to be dealing with your own body. Well, I, you know? and, I would, and I would disagree. I would say... You think abortion is a good form of birth control? You said it's a reprehensible thing to do to your body, which is what I disagree with. I do not. No, so I, I, not not just not just the act of abortion. The act of the act of putting when you have a choice between wearing a condom or getting an abortion. I feel like wearing a condom is the preferred. That's that's what I meant. Is a reprehensible having thing. to not having to not put yourself through the um, the emotional nightmare that society has put on abortion is the most preferred option. Condoms, yeah, birth yeah. control, all of that. I completely agree. Um, in a perfect world, we would just be making sure and if, and if people want to choose, like if they screw up and they want to choose, do they get pregnant? You know, many societies, people do that. Our society is the one society other than like crazy you know, societies that have women in cloaks and, you know, can't work and drive and stuff, that even talks about abortion in any moralistic way. Because other people just look at it as a medical procedure that happens as a result of us having an imperfect um, science on, mm-hmm. on contraception. I was in Sweden doing shows um, in February, and I was talking to this group of Swedish people in a media conference, and we were talking about American politics, and they were asking me why um, it seems like they talk about abortion constantly, our elected officials. And we were talking about that, and, and they said, you know, here in Sweden, if I needed to terminate a pregnancy, I would say to my boss, I'm taking the day off, and I'm going to have an abortion, and... Um, I'll be back tomorrow or the next day and the government pays for it. And I was like, yeah, not mm-hmm. America. She yeah, goes, but, but it's not, that. but it's not even talked about. It's not even, we don't put a moral value on it. You guys ha- have removed science so much out of your conversation. And that's the point that they're trying to make is in America, we have removed, we've gotten so far from the, the science and just the medical conversation of, on issues of reproductive health mm-hmm. that, it, it becomes to other people like why would you be talking about abortion ever? Why would any politician ever be talking to you about abortion? And it's like, I don't know why anybody would ever be talking to me. And, and that's what we're all trying to figure out. Oh, it's because well, you know the answer yeah. is we're super hung up on religion here. Yeah. The pilgrims didn't come here 
you know, I, to have less is, sex. Th- well, this is. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't come here to have more sex. That's true. That's true. You know, that's very. True. You know, that everybody kind of feels. I think there's a misconception out there with people that oh, the pilgrims came here to, to have religious freedom because it was too restrictive there, and that's the wrong. Uh, they came here because it was not restrictive enough there, right. because there were people doing stuff that they thought was just wrong, and so they said we want to come here to America where we can boss each other around and really get super <laughs> religious. And so I feel like that's we still have the echo of that going yeah, on, and yeah. that's what that's what we're that's why the the Sarah Palin nutty person gets. I mean that she's a she's an echo of that pilgrim. Yes, pure, and, and that Michelle Bachman, nut I mean, job stuff. And there's a lot of them. And, 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 the, and the bottom line is too when when they start saying you know that they want us get rid of affordable birth control and why should we have to pay for your birth control and they don't even look at a healthy society is helping people um, you know cover the cost of their food and it's kind of an assault on poor people in a weird way it's like well keep your legs closed then then don't have sex it's like so you're saying that uh, we shouldn't make birth control available to people of low income means um, because they just shouldn't like it's like it's you, the craziest it's, it's the craziest crazy. person because the people who are always saying that are it's just like why don't you try it why yeah. don't you try not having sex not having for a sex. couple of years see what kind of a mood it puts you in oh maybe that is why you're in such a shitty mood yeah maybe, I mean, maybe you should go to a class where you actually have an orgasm and then we can let's let's all go in fact let's take a twenty minute break. <laughs> true like throughout the course of your day you you are either you're exposed to people talking about going to have sex wanting to have sex trying to have more sex having sex the sex they had or the sex they're not having you know through the that happens all the that is what we talk about as a race and a species it's well and especially in in stand-up comedy you know you almost have to have a little talk a little bit about that in your act because that's part of being a person that's right. what we all talk about except but that is a funny thing about politics now that you bring it up that's a that's a kind of an interesting insight into politics is the things that are important to politicians are really such a small part of what's important to most of us yeah like most of us are not uh, obsessed with with this religious stuff all the time but politicians are obsessed but then yeah. they get but it gets into that weird like these are the things we can these people who want to deny women their religious rights or anti-abortion people they get a piggyback along because there's enough of them who you can count on voting if, if everybody voted if all the registered voters voted or if everybody who was eligible to vote registered and voted, these people would disappear in an ocean of people who want to just get down to the business of fucking. Well, and I you think, know? yeah, and I think that people who just want to get down to the business of fucking, like, if, if regular folks, and I get really mad when people say, Americans are so stupid. I just think, so, we live now where people are working two jobs and trying to raise their kids and doing their stuff. Like, it's hard to pay attention to and know how bad the assault really is. And when people find out, and I, I've been doing this, these Planned Parenthood benefits and these tours, and even people who come to a benefit, 400 people in a room of Planned Parenthood, even most of those people don't understand just how bad the assault is. And when they know, they're up in arms. When they found out about Tad and that guy that said, you know, legitimate rape, people were mad, and that guy didn't win the election. 
How did that nut? How this is the problem with politics is, and my thing. I I agree with you. I don't think that people are stupid. I think people are busy. Yes. And also, America is a great country, and it's that's our problem. Yeah. It is so good here that we think that it runs itself. Yeah. It doesn't run itself, and all the problems that we're having could be solved if everybody would wake up and grab onto the steering wheel for a second and, you know... Well, which gets me to... Which, which brings us to... And, and, I, and I cite the, um, the Todd Aiken guy, and he's the guy who said, you know, that if a woman is legitimately raped, her body can shut down rape sperm and she won't get pregnant. He's the guy that said that. And... For me, <laughs> which is it's, it's such insane. a crazy, like, it's crazy, and what's, oh, this, there's a guy from a cartoon yeah. who's now running our government. Well, yeah, and and, and it to me it comes so much down to how lame our media is. This guy was elected not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, six times to the United States House of Representatives. In those twelve years, you would think that some journalist. Who, let's say, covers, I don't know, the House of Representatives, of which there are a couple, um, would look at the committees. He's on the science committee, this guy. So, you know, I'm going to say he's on the science committee. Maybe there's a story there I can write. Hey, here's this weird guy who doesn't believe in science. That's interesting. Maybe I'll write about him. Because this wasn't the first time this guy had made statements like that. He had made statements about that throughout his entire tenure in Congress. He was an anti-abortion activist. He was on the front lines at, at you know, Planned Parenthood with signs. Like, this guy's, he, he existed in the world, and the media never talked about him. And until they did, and he was exposed himself by accident on TV, um, right. we wouldn't have known. Well, and and that's and this is a separate thing. It, it's part of this abortion argument, but it's also separate from it in the sense that, like, hey, look, if you want to make the argument for the other side of whatever you you how whatever you want to call stopping people from getting abortions, what if you yeah. want to make the argument for that, you still want to fire this guy from your team, yeah, because he's a moron, because he's a moron, right? He's a liar, and he's a moron, and why? And in the insistence of. If you can't, and I always say, if, if you're trying to make a decision on how you feel about something, when somebody is making outlandish statements that aren't true, like that we need to lower, you know, the number of weeks that we allow a woman to, you know, have an abortion because the fetus is masturbating in the womb, which is what somebody said um, two days ago. Uh, I don't know when this will air. Uh, somebody, you know, that somebody said that was their evidence that. I mean, because that's the, that goes to the heart of this whole problem is that that uh, there are, there's the people who feel like the, it's, it's it's a woman's person. choice what happens to yeah. their body, and the other people who are saying, "No, you're murdering another person. Right. I'm sticking up for this person that you're murdering." That's right. And the reason that I know it's a person is because it jacks off, which is one of our top things, things that we do as people. Right. You know, I mean, this is the, the to, now to circle back to the whole sexuality, people are denying their sexuality for religion, but then these same religious people are using the sexuality of a fetus in order to defend its right to be, it's like, look, if if you, these, these unwanted pregnancies are a problem when you've got guys who start masturbating when they're fetuses. Well, not to mention, if you're, if you're, if you're, let's say they were right, Okay. And fetuses were masturbating, then the vaginal probe that's a camera that they are forcing women to have put into their vaginas is technically porn. 
Because now you have a camera in a vagina filming a fetus jerking off. Hello, America. This is what we're talking about. And people I don't can't have jobs. wait for you to convince a lawyer to bring that to lawsuit. <laughs> but I mean, do you know what I mean? I mean, are we going to go down this crazy talk? And in fact, it is crazy talk. And to well, I just feel like from a pragmatic point of view, if you're anti. Well, I feel like the world the world is not force based. You can't force people to do things that they don't want to do, and you can't force people to not do things that they do want to do. And you're going to get in trouble. Like yeah. you tried to prevent people from drinking because you didn't think you know the prohibition people. You thought we're going to keep people from drinking. Well, guess what? They drank illegally, and the people. If you, if you don't want people to get an abortion, instead of trying to make it illegal and force them not to get abortions and hire police to arrest doctors and put them in prison, put ladies in prison, have women have to go somewhere and actually, actually risk their lives to get an abortion, instead of doing that, instead of trying to force people to not get, get abortions, why don't, you, why don't you try the radical idea of trying to convince them not to get an abortion? Offer them an option. Offer them. Uh, here's an alternative to getting an you abortion. Healthcare. Yeah. Yes. 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 On-demand birth control. Yeah. Um, the idea of like, hey, if you have an unwanted baby, here's a thing that you could do. Don't get an abortion. How about this? I'm gonna. Make, I've got that. I'm pitching you this all other alternative. You'll be paid. You'll be taken care of. You can do. Here's another choice. But if that's what you want to do, do that. But instead of that, they try and make it into a forced thing. And they. And I feel like people have sort of forgotten, like when we were. Kids, right? This Roe v. Wade, what year was that? 73. That's 73. So when we were children, we were living in a world when, you know, where women like our mothers, if they got pregnant and they they didn't want to go to term with the baby, they had to go see some witch doctor back alley nut job or, or scary doctor. To get a procedure in his kitchen or his basement or her kitchen or her basement where you're risking your life. And it's like, do you really want your mothers and daughters in the future to be to go have to go back to that? You don't really want that. Right. I mean, that's what's going to happen. That's it's inevitable that that's going to happen because people are going to want to have that. We know that they're going to want to have that bad enough to resort to that because it that's what was that's what used to happen. So so. Just from a pragmatic point of view, it's like you can't force people not to get abortions. You're going to have to live in a world where women get to make that choice, whether you like it or not. And so now that you live in a world where women get to make that choice, whether you like it or not, now what do you want to do? And then we can start to have an intelligent conversation about, like, what other alternatives, you know? All these people, they don't, they don't, they want women to have all these babies, but then they don't want to provide any kind of right. free health care for pregnant women or free health care for little children. You know, that's yeah, we just want them to be born so that we can put them in juvenile jail. Well, and not to mention, you know, there's another part of the equation that we haven't talked about today, and that is for someone like me who has never had kids, and I knew from a really young age that I didn't want them um, because it's just. With the life I, I live and the, and the way that I live, I just I, I just don't have it in me to be a mom. You and make yourself so, sound like a crazy sex pirate. Like, I am a, that's what I'm I, picturing. I'm when, a you crazy say, sex when you say the way that I live and how I like to you live, I picture But like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a stand-up comic. Yeah, you know, I'm on the road. Travel, I'm on the road. Um, you know, I didn't find the right guy to have a kid. You know, all of that stuff. And so to when people say motherhood is the hardest job in the world, 
Like, then why would you force it upon someone who wasn't ready, who maybe wouldn't be good at it? You know, it's just, it's illogical and it's assumptive to say that just because a person has the parts to do it, that they, sh- they should be forced to if, if for some reason during sex they got pregnant. Like, you have to then have a kid and your body is either potting soil or whatever it is that we all of a sudden thrust. It's, it's so it's so crazy to me that, that that happens. And not to mention, sex is something that is most enjoyable when everybody feels really safe in the environment and it's really fun. And having that over everyone's head, the, the thought and the peril and this horrible thing could happen if... if Every time we have sex, if a condom breaks or the birth control doesn't work, this thing could happen that we're not ready for. That's just a damper because sex isn't always about having kids. Sometimes it's about having fun. And sometimes, you know, 60% of women who have abortions already have a kid. Like that's a statistic that people don't want to talk about. They, they, they have one or more children. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they make the decision is because they look at their lives economically and say, I can't afford to do this. Well, and like I, like I was saying before, and that, that makes the point, if, if all of the people who are eligible to vote registered to vote yeah. and voted, that this whole thing would go away. Right. The reason that this is happening is because only a small part of the American public are paying attention and all of the people who have the let's keep it keep it so no one can ever get an abortion, all of those people are registered to vote and voting. And they're... <laughs> That's how few people are voting is that there are enough of those people to make, yeah. to change the world. And, and it's like, wake up yeah, and wake let's up. turn this off. And the idea that, that you and I, who agree on this, have to get ourselves so, so lathered up in order to make this happen is really the thing that is the, the most frustrating to me. It's like, come on, America, let's... <laughs> Yeah. Take a, let's take a little bit of responsibility for the world we live in. Well, and that's what's true. And, you know, and I never thought I would be sitting doing, you know, kind of like having this reset about my life saying, you know, I'm going to take my comedy. I'm going to try to do good and raise awareness on this very issue for all the reasons you said and go to these different states and do these fundraisers for Planned Parenthood with my comedy and talk to people. Because, I mean, there's jarring statistics. There, Oregon is the only state that has not rolled back abortion rights or birth control access in some fashion. 49 out of 50 states have. But it's, a, it's but it's our political system is being co-opted That's by right. these tiny, tiny, tiny people. really invested and it's in interests. These, and it's in the, you know, state houses, you know, in the, in the boring elections that no one pays attention to, elections that can be won by sane people, because sometimes the nutbags win by 10, 15, 30 votes in a district in their local legislatures, you know, their state legislatures. You know, like those elections really matter and people get bored in midterms, like, you know, a lot of stuff. So in the in in this cause, which to me is a small part of of the the real problem, which is people are the apathy about our political system. I mean, the reasons that corporate that corporations and the Koch brothers and all these other environmental terrors are able to to co-opt our system when everybody talks about campaign finance. The only reason that works is because people aren't paying attention. They're deciding to vote based on some stupid TV commercial that they saw. Yeah. Instead of, you know, read a little bit, take a little bit of interest, and then take some pride 
that you are voting and let's all get to vote. Is there is there talk about that inside of this issue, or do you just mostly talk about just the issue? And no, there's definitely talk, and I think that you know part of the biggest scariest thing um, for 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 all of us as a democracy and people on this issue is that because of this Citizens United ruling with the Supreme Court, which says that corporations are people and they have all the legal justifications to pour as much money into campaigns as they Mm -hmm. want, um, they, corporations, want to find candidates who aren't going to challenge... They'll write up a piece of legislation, let's say, on the environment because they want to, like, pollute more, right? So they want somebody who's going to pay off. To find somebody to not challenge the legislation, who is that person? Some probably zealot who doesn't have a nice um, head on their shoulders but wants to get into politics because they... We're killing babies, and we hate the gays. Right. So they hate. So that person gets elected because they'll sign off on the. Right, the you can go ahead and pollute. Says, we would like to put cancer into the drinking yes. water, and if you don't have a problem with that, we'll let you be in charge so that you can stop people from getting That's abortions. Right. Yeah. That's right. And so you know to be able. To, and so that part of it, it's all interconnected, and that's the part that feels really scary. And so what it boils down to, is, you know, that. Somehow we need to figure out how to get that thing overturned so that we don't have this paid and bought and paid for democracy that elects total dumb fucks to it represent still, us. It can still only work as long as uh, people will wake up when it becomes terrible. You know, if, if they ever do reverse Roe v. Wade, that is going to be the beginning of like, wait, what the hell? How did this happen? There's going to be... A, Everybody is all the people who are not waiting, voting, and who are not involved because they don't understand that that's what's going to happen are then going to wake up, and it's like, wait, 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 wait a minute. But they right? don't even aren't they? No, because here's the thing, Jake. Um, here's the scary part about this issue is that we have Roe v. Wade, and then in 1993 there was something called Planned Parenthood v. Casey, and what that rule said was the Supreme Court ruled that the states can curb reproductive access as long as they don't cause a quote-unquote undue burden on the woman trying to get an abortion. Well, the phrase undue burden has been so legally nebulous that they have women, for example, Mississippi is the classic example. In Mississippi, there is, you can have an abortion, um, but the doctor performing the abortion has to have admitting rights to a hospital. No hospital in Mississippi will grant a physician admitting rights. So ostensibly, right now, as we live and breathe, you cannot have a legal abortion in Mississippi because they got around the laws, and that's not, quote-unquote, undue burden. So they, that's, not, that's not undue burden. No, that is not undue burden because the Supreme Court did not define undue burden. You know, you can make a woman Uh who lives in Nebraska, for example, there's two abortion clinics in Nebraska, and they're in Lincoln and Omaha, which are the two big cities that are on one end of the state. They're on the eastern end of the state. If you live in Nebraska, five hours from any one of those towns, and you work a minimum wage job, and you're pregnant, and you're 18, you... um, You have to get to that. And you have to wait 72 hours. In some states, you have to have the permission of both of your parents. If your dad's in jail, which just happens a lot, 
You can't. You can't get his permission because you can't. Because you can't get to him. Man. So there's so many ways that they're chipping away now that there's some of these crazy, crazy anti-choice zealots are happy with not challenging Roe because they've had such success chipping and chipping and chipping and chipping away at the state laws. I mean, there's laws that say, you know, they're trying to pass laws that say um, life begins at conception. Before right, there's that's implantation. What I'm saying is if they... If if they did that. They're doing that. It's done in some states. Okay, when they do that. <laughs> when they do that, then these people who we're going to be performing this comedy show for at Mill Valley, these wealthy liberal people who feel like the world runs on automatic pilot because it's awesome here and you can go to yoga and get a lemon or a lavender scented yes. marshmallow, those people will wake up and become and the say, liberal Koch brothers, I hope. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is it, 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 it's almost like be careful what you wish, right. scary right-wing people, yeah. because you are going to wake up the sleeping giants. That's right. You and know? I think that they don't, they, so far, we haven't been woken up, and I think that you, you said it exactly right. When we wake up, and my goal is, you know, through AS4.org, this, this organization with Martha and I, and just going out, it's just literally saying... Hopefully, in a way that you know brings out humor and outrage. This is really happening. Like these people really believe this, and right, they're not doing this. But the way politics works is things have to become a crisis before yeah, people act. Always. I mean, unfortunately, I think we're not going to get health care reform until the situation deteriorates to where people are dying in the streets, and we're not going to get. You know, people aren't going to fund Social Security and Medicare until they, you know, these people who say, hey, we're doing young people a favor by cutting Social Security benefits on old people. It's just like, hey, who do you think those old people are? Right. They're the parents and grandparents of the young people right. who you're doing a favor right. by making them now <laughs> either take in their grandparents or uh, who are out on the street or watch them wa- walk past them while they watch them die yeah. in the street. I mean, eventually people are going to figure that out. And do we have to wait? Do you have to wait till your friend's daughter or your girlfriend dies getting some abortion at a trailer park somewhere? Do you have to? Do we have to wait until then? Well, you know, it's crazy because you thought after Newtown they might do something about guns, and that's been you know. Oh, so God. I don't know what the wake up. You know, like we could go endlessly depressing. I don't want to do that for the podcast, but you know, I, I do. I, I wish that. Say something hopeful then. Don't go endlessly depressing. What, when people, when people, the the proof though is the reality. When people found out about Todd Aiken, he didn't win. Mm-hmm. When people found out about Richard Murdoch, the guy that said "baby is a gift from rape," he didn't win. You mm-hmm. know, when people hear it and the media covers it, it appeals mm-hmm. to their greater good. When SNL got Tina Fey again. Not the media was saying how great she was, and look at this new piece of energy in the John McCain campaign. And SNL was literally doing sketches, not writing material, reading transcripts of her interviews. Or Tina Fey is just Tina reading, is reading Sarah Palin. That's what shaped America. Yeah. And that's what made them go, wait, she's a raving dumb shit. The media's out of their minds. This woman's insane. Yeah. And so the good news is, like, through comedy and other and and when when these people are exposed and it's out there, people do pay attention. So I feel really good about that. I feel good about that. Good, good. Yes. So don't be so bummed out. But it is 
it is a way, you know, and it's easy enough to have a Facebook page and you see some crazy story and you put it up there. And if you're a comedian especially, you can write a funny headline and, and just have a news piece on your Facebook page occasionally if you feel like it's an issue that's important to you. You don't have to get all, like me, in it. But you could say, I believe in this. This is something that I'm willing to go. I'll take the hate from my relatives and the people. Well, uh, but that's another thing where I feel like, look, if you disagree with something that you're listening to on this podcast, I feel like... Let's have a yeah, let's have, have a it. calm, rational conversation about it because I feel like if you're a calm, rational person instead of a person who just wants to argue and force other people to do things, if you're a calm, rational person with an opinion that you would like to talk to other people and convince them of what you think, if you're open to being convinced, if we can all talk to each other like people, we're going to get somewhere as opposed to this kind of shrill argument that the media plays into like, oh, it's entertaining to have people come on and watch them fight. You know, you watch the news and they get two people on either side and no one is convincing or listening to each other. They're just yelling at each other and ridiculing each other. And that's like, we're not going to get anywhere that way. It's maybe it's an entertaining TV show, but that's not news and that's not politics and that's not progress. Right. It's true. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. And I think that it used to be that way. And I just think there's a lot of polarization lately. And I just think, you know, it's it just feels like I have Republican friends who are so disenfranchised with their own party and feel so weirded out about um, about people not talking about issues and not talking about jobs and saying, you know, like in 1994, you know, when Hillary Clinton came up with her health care plan and the Republicans got really mad and shut it down and came up with a plan of their own, it was Obamacare. It was the very plan. The very plan. Right, and now and now, and now that's the plan. You know, and so it's stuff like that when you go, if that sort of stuff, you know, I used to be able to fight and have conversations with conservative friends of mine, and we would figure out common ground and I never felt like a bad person and I never thought they were a bad person because we disagreed yeah. because they were trying they seriously wanted to fix things and maybe I disagreed with the end result or maybe who might get screwed in the process and they thought maybe I was a dreamer and thought that maybe other stuff needed to happen but at the end of the day it was we both knew that we were good and we wanted good things for people and I just feel like now when you hear people saying like you know, Obama is a Marxist and he's Satan and, and don't deal with him. And when Republicans try to do a deal with the president and then they're primaried by Tea Party people, when Orrin Hatch gets primaried from the right because the Tea Party is furious that he tried to make a deal with the Democrats, yeah. that kind of stuff is just like, whoa. And th- that's why those, and it's a small group. And that's why I wish that the Republican Party would say, enough. We need to take those 78, there's about 78 of them in, Congress, in the House, and, and get clear-thinking people to primary them, get them out, because... Well, and, and, and it could be people who you agree with. Yeah. You know, I, but... Yeah, or some people I don't even agree with, but at least I know, go, we need to fix something. We're not, trying to solve a problem. Yeah, not, we're trying to go... That's how I feel about politics a lot of times, is you got you got the person, the party who's in power is at the driver's seat, and the other part, party's in the passenger seat. And instead of them both trying to get somewhere in the car, they're both... Try, you know, the guy in the passenger seat is trying to get the car to go in the ditch and then blame the driver for it so that he can get in the passenger seat. Yeah. And then as soon as they switch, 
they do the same yeah. thing again. And so we keep going in the ditch and blaming the other guy for the accident that we caused. You know, and I feel like Democrats and Republicans are guilty of that. And if we keep letting our country be run that way, we are really going to seriously wind up in a ditch that we can't just get right. Well, when both parties are so now um, bought off by corporate interests, it's pretty scary. It's, you know, because now both parties have are just getting so much money and individuals are getting so much money that it's it's very and with the you know the union sort of eroding but you know we shouldn't be fighting about whether or not there's climate science we need to be talking about what are we going to do yeah what are we going to do yes and when you have on giant issues like that when you have people denying the very existence of things that science has proven that's a problem. There's no, there shouldn't be room in the public sphere for denying things that are proven. You know, and that's, that should be kind of a rule. If you believe in science, then we can have a conversation. There are, some people, who, the there are some people, I don't want to go there, but there are some people who don't believe in science. No, I know. Is, and that is, that is truly spooky. But yeah, my wife, this is her, her passion is the environment. And uh, yeah, this this failure to recognize the problem until until it's a catastrophe is just so so terrible because by the time you realize that the climate climate change is a problem by the time you, we start experiencing symptoms you know like like the ocean becomes more acidic or the air becomes more polluted or the temperature actually does go up two degrees on average, we're going to be screwed. It's going to be too late. It's going to be like people are going to start, there's going to be a mass reduction in population because people are going to start dying because the earth is not going to be able to support us the way that it has. And and I don't know if if the investment in, in, in not believing in science is because it feels like such a challenge to um to extreme religious viewpoints, you know that you were given this domain and we can do mm-hmm. what we want. And, 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 and if, you, if you buy into the science, that means you have to buy into evolution and evolution tells us something different than biblically what tells us about when the earth, you know, I think all of that ties in and it all feels really scary. And I, what I don't understand is if it's faith, have faith, like, um, and if it gives you that thing where, I'm a better person and inspires me to do good works. And I know that science says this, but for some reason, and I'm going to go with that and that's fine because it doesn't hurt me to have my faith. Like, why can't you just go with your faith? Like, I don't know how I believe. Like I, I, I think there's something out there. I don't know. Um, did Jesus walk the earth? Maybe. Um, but even, even in my, I don't know what I believe because I don't know and I can't prove it. I'm going with science, and then I'm letting that stuff that I think is, makes me feel like I want to help people and stuff like that. I bring that into my life and help may have that help me be a better person. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and one of the best arguments that I heard about doing something to 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 uh, mitigate climate change is like, hey, what what if people who think it's not going to happen are wrong? What if, hey, you, that's what they always say. Yeah. Hey, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. There is no climate change. And it's like, well, if you're right and there is no climate change, um, 
then, then great. We can just keep doing what, what we're doing. But what if you're wrong and there is climate change and you, we just keep doing what we do? It's going to be pretty disastrous. So yeah. maybe, maybe we just as a precaution, we ought to kind of change a few things. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, people. <laughs> I feel... I th- see, I feel like we're animals, and we're going to do what animals do. We're going to exhaust our resources, and we're going to, we, you know. But that's a whole nother. I know. That's depressing. That Have a great depressing. show. It's good. <laughs> we're going to have such a fun show tonight. It's going to be a fun show. It's going to be super fun. James I, Gandolfini died. Really? James Gandolfini died. Shannon just took my phone. has been blowing up with James. Because we just got this news. James Gandolfini, star of The Sopranos. Yes. Has died. That yes. will be that will be long over news by the time this comes out. But mm-hmm. that's just a frame of reference for people who are listening later in the future. Once the planet is turned into a smoking cinder, um, yes, of ba- of unwanted babies. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, maybe the unwanted babies can be fuel, or maybe they're going to solve the problem. Maybe they're going to cre- maybe. They- <laughs> Maybe they're going to create a utopia. Well, maybe a utopia. if they stop jerking off for five minutes, they can fucking do yeah, some good in the world. Yeah, and put their mind to the pro- to biz- get their mind on their business. That's not mm-hmm. wrong for a change. Do you have a dog penis story that you'd like to finish off with, or we are out of those? Right? Uh, I told my two my two dog mm-hmm. penis uh, poop stories. I got no more. Okay. Well, I actually do have one more, but I'm not telling it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's up. So, ladies and gentlemen, my guest Liz Winstead, thank you for coming on the podcast. And if you're nice to her, you might someday get to hear a dog poop story that you haven't heard. That's right. Involving Dana Gould and a corn cob. (laughs) That is a super teaser. I know. I'll have to come back. I think we just got the budget for the next episode. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Liz. Oh, my God. That was really fun. Well, that really was fun. Thank you for talking to me, uh, Liz Winstead, on the podcast. And also, my apologies, Liz Winstead, for not shutting up a couple of times when I was so super excited to have an opinion that I that I really had to talk during that. And as I listen to it again, I kind of regret that I that I didn't be quiet a little bit and let my guests talk because I'm trying to be a good host. I'm, but uh, I'm new at it, ladies and gentlemen. This is only the 56th episode. I mean, come on, really. Your expectations of me might be a little bit high. I am doing my best, and uh, but I do think when I listened to that, I did talk a little bit extra. But that's the, that's well, I'm trying to admit my mistakes. I'm trying to grow and be a better person, and I hope you're trying to grow and be a better person, listeners. I hope uh, you've enjoyed this episode. I thank you for listening. And um, I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't know what to tell you. James Gandolfini has passed away. I don't know what we're going to do without him, and um, I don't know what we're going to do about climate change. And I hope we're going to kind of take a breather on uh, trying to regulate females' body parts and let them make those decisions for themselves. Those are the things that I hope. Um, Guess what? As promised, there's also a little conversation with Nigel coming up, and the reason for that is that uh, he's departing the USA for a while, and so this is my last chance to have him 
to converse in person. And so I wanted to put that on here, even though technically this episode is already long. And so who could blame you if you decided to bail out? But, hey, if you'd like to hear some more nonsense, why don't you make today a double workout day and just crank up the treadmill or turn it around to face the other direction and start treadmilling to the back of the room? Uh, Technically, you don't have to do that. Um, But you could do that. You could do that. Thanks for listening. And uh, here's a little conversation that I had with Nigel. And thank you, Liz Winstead. Like to explain this to me? So your phone—that is a bag of tea. <laughs> oh, okay. That's tea. that sure uh, was tea. a gift to me. I'm sure it's tea. I drank uh, some of that tea the other day. I'm not a person. It's loose tea, as you can what see. What did you feel like after you drank it? I felt great. See, you know, it's, but it's not—that's not, not the kind of tea that's, that's supposed good. to make you feel a certain way. Oh. Right now, I'm drinking this iced like uh, mocha triple <sighs> frappuccino. Frappuccino. That's the female of Frappuccino yeah. that I got to, at the Starbucks. Because oh, yeah. she she gave us the treat receipt. Yeah, we're on. This oh, we're on it. the air. All right, we're doing Yeah, it. we're talking about yeah. our... <laughs> yeah, it's a good episode, everyone. <laughs> it's a good episode, and we don't even know if we've started. We're coming on now at the end of the conversation I had with Liz Winstead. She's, she's at the beginning of this episode, and so now we're at the end. Oh, we're at the end. Yeah. What did we talk about with Lynn? What did we? I talked to her. You oh, weren't there. You there. weren't there for that. Okay, I wasn't yeah. there. I'm just yeah, okay. here now. Yeah, you're just here now. Oh, okay. Oh, these podcasts are so complicated. I know. And it does happen to you sometimes where you forget that you've had a conversation with someone, yeah. so you have to be reminded. Or I've been somewhere all jacked yeah. up on this tea. Yeah, well, I can I can make you a cup of that tea, but this, yeah. No, that's some tea. Someone gave me that loose tea. It's a lot of work to to bag your own tea and then yeah. make your own cup of tea. I got that. It's not my cup of tea to make my cup of tea. No, no, it's nobody's cup of tea to be making a cup of tea with that stuff. Yeah. I got this thing one time in a gift bag, and it was a tea steeper. I guess that's what they call it. It was a portable one that you put your own, so you get the leaves and you put in that the filter thing. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I couldn't even figure out how it worked, and I just thought it was such an odd gift to put in a gift. But like you're just assuming that people are drinking loose tea. Nobody drinks loose tea. My wife does. She's a loose tea lady, yeah, she's but from she's Zealand. from a she's a foreigner. We hey, yeah. let's not forget, Nigel, you're a foreigner. <laughs> okay, <I'm> foreigner. <laughs> Shh. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, don't, I just don't think it's that common that you put it out in like a gift bag, like just to a random person. Of I think it's probably you got re, you got the re-gift bag. Yeah, it was <laughs> already like, like, what are we going to put in like, these gift bags? What are we? I doing? don't know. I got a tea thing. We we accidentally ordered fifty of these <laughs> these tea things. What do we mm-hmm. do with them? Give them away as gifts. Yeah, I'm not. I like I like some tea, but it just is not. I don't understand the why you'd want to stop everything and have tea in the afternoon but that's because i'm a cretinous american right yeah. i get i get if you're a foreigner it's it's a subtle thing you want to ha- stop everything and eat a bunch of hamburgers and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah i could say <laughs> look if we're taking a break <laughs> let's get a beer and a burger yeah or a big cup of coffee let's and a piece of chocolate cake in me yeah, yeah. some fat Just yeah a big plate of <laughs> Whale meat. <laughs> a nice. How about a whale tea, meat break? I think tea you appreciate where it's uh, where you go somewhere uh, that's cold, and you have the tea. The reason why you stop and have some tea is because uh, maybe you just want to warm up a little. Bit. Yeah, but why don't we just take a break and have a big glass of yeah, hot water? Hot water. 
Well, I'll tell you, I went for Tom and I went for lunch today and we went to a, an Italian place because he was with all the family and that's what they wanted to do. And the portions were so big. Yeah, I they mean, just kill you really, sometimes. Where'd you go? Uh, just a place over on Second. I don't know what yeah. I don't know what it's called, but it's sort of like a family Italian restaurant. And so they ordered a couple of dishes, uh-huh. but the spaghetti. His son loves spaghetti. Oh, did you go to the Buca de Beppo? Because that's a family yeah. style restaurant, yeah, yeah, so yeah. all of the all of the plates are like giant. Yeah. I mean, American portions are big. I know you know yeah. this because you're not new to here, but uh, but the the spaghetti. It, I mean, it was just like, come it's on. It's so big. Yeah, you, know, you got to be careful even, with I that I mean, there's, place. there's five of us, six of us. <laughs> You'd be lucky to finish really? all that spaghetti. There's no way we're going to do this. Yeah. We can't do it. They're trying to kill you with food in there. Yeah, they're trying to. I'm like, you're trying to hurt somebody uh-huh. with this. It's not It's not okay. When you when you went in, did they take you on the tour of the, like, you could sit at this table, table in, the, in the kitchen? No. Because... All the times when I've gone there, there's a table in the kitchen that's tiled off that's like, oh, this is the chef's table. And you could sit here if you wanted to sometimes. And there's people sitting there and they wave at you. So the next time through, it's empty. We go, yeah, we'll st- do you want it there? You want to sit at this table in the kitchen? And we're like, yeah, we would. The problem is everybody who comes to the restaurant gets taken by that table. So while you're sitting there eating, every two minutes somebody's walking by going, this is our kitchen table in the chef's. Someday you might be lucky enough to sit here. And you have to wave at them like you're the tiger like in the cage. Like, yeah, yeah, you're like a zoo animal. It's like I thought we were getting a deal when we sat down, but really we're on display. We're a sales tool yeah. for everyone else They're coming to the restaurant. You. They are. That's a weird thing to have a table in the kitchen, though. But, but I guess you see all the food going by. Well, the idea is like, hey, there. this is where the chef eats. There's so many cooking shows that now. The chef doesn't eat there. No, he doesn't eat there. He, he goes, he's he sick of that the, food. He goes to the McDonald's three doors down. <laughs> he loves that he stuff. He grabs a Big Mac and goes home. He's like, oh, I'm so sick of <laughs> I'm tired. I don't so want to eat that. sick of hot noodles. I don't want to touch that stuff. Uh, who isn't sick of hot noodles? Uh, I actually kind of like the hot noodles. I do, too. I'm a big pasta. <laughs> if I had to... Uh, Pick something to eat. It would be Italian. You know, most times I'm in the mood for Italian yeah. food. If you go, and it's it, it really is the difference. If you go to a really good Italian restaurant, man, super good, right? super yeah. good. It's it's the best. I cried one time in an Italian restaurant. The food was so good. It was also expensive. I cried. Yeah. I cried when they brought me the food, and then I cried when they brought me the bill. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Good. <laughs> So, anything? Did you see anything in the news this week? Mm. No, I, I got a text from a buddy of mine. I guess yesterday, some guy drove his car down the Venice boardwalk. Did you hear this? No. And hit a bunch of people. Like he drove it down the sidewalk. Like some guy jumped in and sped his car down there. Oh my god! Because I heard injured a ton of people. Like like really seriously injured people. Oh my god! I mean, I which heard... you can imagine, the boardwalk is just a walking path that's full of people because it's a really huge touristy area. And some guy just it's big enough to drive a car down, but it's totally blocked yeah, off, well, so you can't get a car down the, there. The, uh, we heard the helicopters down there for you know an hour and a it half in the afternoon yeah. yesterday. Yeah, it, I think it was in the evening, and I was yeah. I was smart enough to go over to the valley. And mm-hmm. Soak up some heat. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, yeah, get away from the beach. Get away from luckily, the beach on a real hot day. You want to get out of here. You want to get to where it's a little bit hotter and a little less beachy, and no and no ocean. And it turned out yesterday, just by being a dumbass, you probably I may have spared yourself have from getting hit by my car. life. Well, I don't know if anybody died. Hey, did you know? That here's something that I was reading on the internet. Internet on the internet. 28.3 miles per hour is the speed at which Boston Dynamics Cheetah Robot can sprint. A cheetah robot? Yeah. 
cheetah robot. What do you think about that? Huh. Uh, uh, <laughs> you stumped me. Yeah, I'm trying uh, to get a picture of the cheetah robot here. Why? Uh, why is somebody working on that? Yeah, here you go. What's the? Uh, I mean, what, what do we have to gain by having a cheetah robot? I don't know. Why don't you just use a real cheetah? I mean, if you're if you if you got enough money to build a cheetah robot, you got enough money just to buy a cheetah. Well, here's the deal, Nigel. <laughs> when when we go to the moon, we can't you take can't cheetahs. Yeah, that's right. They, they don't want to. We don't. You gotta get, you gotta build a space suit for the cheetah. It's cheaper to build a cheetah space helmet. You ever try and put a collar on a cat? They don't like it. So you gotta build a robot cheetah if you want to have a cheetah on the moon. Good point. Good point. You try. Yeah, you try and put boots on a cheetah. Good luck. You can forget about it. Good luck. You can forget about it. Yeah. You're, you're going to get a, a scratch in the face. The robot cheetah does whatever you want. Unfortunately, I was going to have us watch the video here on my phone, but my, it must be in some format that you're not allowed to to watch uh, the robot cheetah. Anyway. Robot Seal plays basketball. Boy, there's a lot. Man, I thought I feel like I have sometimes I have too much time on my hands. But there's some guy like, why are you building a robot seal so we can play basketball? Yeah, what, what do you, you nuts? What do you think? What are you stupid? I got a robot seal. Yeah, why wouldn't I build a robot seal? And that's kind of that's a weird conversation to have with that guy, right? So like, can it ride a skateboard? And he'd be like, no. What are you stupid? It plays basketball. <laughs> yeah, it's you, not, you don't have a seal riding around on a skateboard. Yeah, if you would uh, like, if you want to see a, ski, a robot <laughs> seal riding a skateboard, you're gonna have to come back in ten years because that's how far we are away from yeah, having that. That, that technology does not exist right now. Yeah, we don't have that. We're, not doing We're gonna have all kinds of robot animals doing things that only people can do <laughs> later on in the future. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Is we are going to eventually download our yeah. brains into robot animals yeah. that will behave as people. <laughs> you see that robot moose? It skis. Yeah, water skis. You ever see it? It's really cool. Water. No, I've seen the down, <laughs> downhill skiing robot moose, but I haven't no, seen it. No, no, the one that water skis is better. Oh. Yeah. You could get one. The guys that invented the jet ski came up with it. They were like, hey. I love that that's the choice you're going to have to make in the future. Like, okay, look, you're you're getting, you're 75 years old. It's not going to be much longer with your regular body, so it's time to download your brain into a robot animal. <laughs> Here's what we got. What? But maybe at some point they'll be like, you can pick. Like you can pick your robot animal, and then also pick your activity. Like what activity do you want? Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. You yeah. get the, you get both. Yeah, I like having two choices. Look, like, it's like like if you're going to be the seal, you can only play basketball. It's like, well, I don't, I don't know, really, I got to. It'd be we nice also, to have more selection. I'd like to have, how about just a robot seal that can swim? <laughs> I'd like to go. Yeah, if it did its own thing, that's still kind of like yeah, the cheetah. And the basketball, robot cheetah and basketball. Kind of, the robot cheetah, it just runs. It's pretty, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. By its own, but it also, if it played badminton, that would be mm-hmm. nice as well. Mm-hmm. It can run and also has pretty good hand-eye. So why don't you take a look at the catalog? I'm going to give you a few minutes. I'll be back in a little while. Oh, you don't have enough money. I just checked your bank wow. account. You don't you don't make enough money to get to be the basketball player. It costs fourteen million dollars to do this. Just so you know. Just but so you know, know, once you're in there, it's permanent. Until the parts wear out. Yeah, then you gotta pay for the upkeep maintenance. Yeah, you gotta do the maintenance. 
you got to bring your uh, mechanical moose in. I was talking to a guy the other day, yesterday, at my at my daughter's birthday party, about a car lease agreement that he had, where they were trying to sell him. You know, they, a lot of them have maintenance. That's why I thought that's what made me think of it. But they were trying to say, hey, for this much money, and I can't remember what the amount was, so we have to assume Just it was real. You could get unlimited car washes. Unlimited? Unlimited. He said, so I could bring my car in every hour on the hour and you'd have to wash it? And they were like, yeah, but you won't. And it was any time during business hours, but then they narrowed it down to you had to bring it in between 9 a.m. and 1 p.m. So, so basically they make the hours right. after you have when to be at, at work, work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and before your lunch break. <laughs> Nine till noon. But my lunch break is at noon. Mm, that's that's a bummer. That's too bad because it ends at 12.01. So that's a bummer. That's and we got to be pretty strict on the time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't like the rules. Actually, I do. But also, uh, I, I follow the rules. But I was talking, because I was talking to him about, you know, all these, I know a lot of people who lease their cars. And I've never yeah. leased a car. I always just bought my car. Yeah. Part of the idea the lease sounds good, though, is you get it, you drive it for three years, and then you give it back to them if you don't get ripped off on the, you know, yeah. the value of the leftover value of the car. It sounds great. But yeah. I just, I've, I always assume, well, I'm not smart enough to figure out if I'm getting ripped off or not. Yeah. Um, but my problem then is when I went to give the car back, I'm sure that they would say, well, it's not worth what we thought it was going to be worth because you never washed it the whole three years that you had it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have, I do wash my car, but I would say... It's the wrong color now. How many times a year do you think you wash your car? Oh, how many times a year? Mm-hmm. I would say... Okay, a month. I'd say I probably wash my car once a week. Really? Yeah. For rules? Well, if I'm here. Like, yeah. if I'm actually here and driving around. Because my car gets a little... Like, it's... I have a, a covered parking spot, but it still gets... Because I'm so close to the ocean, it gets real breezy. Gritty. Yeah, So no. it gets... It's really breezy, so there's a lot of kind of sand and dust. No, it's terrible. I, um, I, so I, I, I sort of get to the point where I'll be, you know, I'll jump in my car and I'll be driving into Hollywood, and I'm like, I can't really see very well out of my window. I know. Like, if I drive a, mine at night, like it's dangerous. Yeah, it's I, like a film. That's and that's when thing. you realize it is at night where you go, I gotta go wash this car. I'm washing my car. No, I mean... But it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look dirty. It's more than it's, once a month, but it's... L- way less than four times a month yeah you know i would say yeah i would say if i was here yeah every one i'd say two, maybe two weeks on the average i gotta get old school dad and just start having it be like every sunday we wash the cars yeah, you, gotta do that kind of thing. you know you gotta take care of your things yeah you, yeah, you, gotta, look at it. you, gotta, you gotta do it but uh i don't mind it either like i i go i wash it myself i go to the wand like the wand wash place everybody here goes they take it to the Somebody else, your somebody else washes your car and they do a nice job, which I go to those sometimes, too, because it's nice. They really detail it out when you go Sometimes to the they place. do a decent job, but I feel like most of the time you're paying way more than it than it's worth. I mean, I don't mind paying $10, $12 for somebody to wash my car if they're going to do a great job. But when yeah. I get the keys and it's like, look, I could have done yeah. there's smears or you didn't get this spot or... Anyway. Well, that's the thing. It's pretty cheap here to get your car detailed. It's I mean, because if you go anywhere else... It's expensive. Again, I just want the guy to come and wash my car while I'm asleep, or while it's in the driveway. It doesn't. I don't have to be asleep. He can come while I'm awake. You go to the place over in uh, Culver City. There, you take your car in there. You drop off. There's a barbecue place right right across the street. Yeah. You get a you get like a nice tri tip sandwich while you're waiting 
for your car. I've driven by that place. I got to yeah, go to that place. I, I you get your car washed and eat a barbecue that. sandwich. Yeah. Okay. Because you know you don't even care as much about how good a job they do. You're just like, I just had a great sandwich. I just ate lunch and I a guy washed my car while I was eating. Some guy cleaned my car while I was eating a delicious sandwich. I, ah, it's okay. so good. That's it. That's my next. Uh, that's my next uh, car wash is going to be there. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Uh, I we'll feel go bad. together. We'll I go feel bad. So that's why I'm not leasing a car. Is because I can't bring. Yeah, these podcasts. If you think these are exciting, wait a week. Wait a year. The one where we go get a sandwich and get our cars washed. Um, yeah, that's my next step. So, um, well, my week coming up, I got a pretty basic uh, summertime schedule. I'm going to Indianapolis, oh. and then I'm meeting the family. We're going to go upstate New York, and then over to Western Massachusetts and visit some friends. Whoa! Just for a little finale, summer finale, summer finale. On we're the gonna, east, yeah, on the we're going to sleep in somebody's guest room. I'm a grown man, and I'm going to sleep in somebody's guest room. It'll make you a bad person. It doesn't. It no. makes me a cheapskate. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting a hotel. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so they break your back, these yeah. hotels. You get to go to hotels. Get ready for some mosquitoes. So I like asking people if I can have, can I have a cookie or a glass of water? Yeah. <laughs> can I? A, is it okay if I use the bathroom? <laughs> do you mind if I, you know, I know it's our third day here, but I really have to poop, and I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be out of, I can go in the yard if, if it's, I, I can go in the yard. I could go, I noticed there's a, there's a Starbucks down the street i could go there with jake he's out at the latrine <laughs> the what yeah he dug a latrine yeah. in the backyard he ordered a porta potty they dropped it off i didn't want to be an imposition so i just been <laughs> washing off with a hose and <laughs> pooping in my latrine that i dug in your yard i hope that's not a i just don't want to be an imposition that's, that's okay right i didn't want to yeah 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 uh so you'll be <laughs> it's dinner long? time i already ate <laughs> What do you mean you already ate? I got a bag of power bars. I don't want to be an imposition. I don't want to bother anybody, so that's why I'm wearing these cargo pants. I got all kinds of snacks in here. Full of power bars. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you're out there. Are you doing, is it, are you woods in it, kind of? Well, they, 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 they live out in the country. Like, they live out in the country, yeah. So oh, okay. Country or smallish towny. Smallish yeah, towny. Yeah. Lake, lakey area? Or not I don't know. I don't know. I hope oh, there's going to be a lake. I hope there's going to be a Nope, never been there. Okay. It's some friends that we have from here that we're going to visit there. Why? I don't know. We could practically walk to their house here from our house, but they're there now. Oh. And so they've talked about this house, and we're going to go visit that. Don't and then friends in a different environment. And then my other friend, who I've known for 30 years, has just relocated himself to Western Massachusetts. So we're going to go oh. visit. But he's still here working on a TV show. He's, he's not going to be there while we're visiting. Just his <laughs> wife and daughter are going to be there. We're going to go visit them. Why? I don't know. I just got to... My pants are full of power bars. Sometimes, sometimes you got to dig a latrine and go see people in a different environment. I got my collapsible shovel, yeah. shovel, and a <laughs> pocket full of power bars. I can do whatever my wife says. You get your helmet on. You get out there, meet people. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That'll be. Uh, it'll be nice. You'll, you'll get uh, humidity. You'll get that. That'll be nice, mm-hmm. right? We now don't you, really get that here. And you'll get mosquitoes. And you're, we're going to probably be online the next time we ha- have an yeah, yeah. episode because you're going, you're going back to the I'm going homeland back to the homeland for a little bit. So I'll be up there. Uh-huh. And What's, that's what we'll be doing. It's just we'll be going doing. into winter right now. <laughs> yeah, probably. It probably will. Mid-August, that's usually that's when you I'm, start. I think so. Yeah, mid, mid-August. That's <laughs> fall. Fall happened, you know, in summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when that happens. So yeah, it should be. I hope it's not going to be that bad. But you know, it'll be fine. Fall is mm-hmm. nice up there. Yeah. I like the fall. Yeah, the fall is beautiful. 
just beautiful. gorgeous. And then you get crushed with winter. But uh, but I don't know if I'll be still up there once winter comes. We'll see. I don't know either, but if you are, we should set up some gigs and go on an ice road ice road comedy ice tour. Ice road trucking tour. <laughs> ice road comedians. <laughs> ice road the ice road truckers of comedy tour. Uh huh. Yeah. We just get a one of those uh, you know those big dump trucks like they use at the open pit mines. Yeah. That's what we'll take well, on. That's what I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm driving right now. It's parked. <laughs> Sweet. I parked it in your front yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Right next to the latrine. <laughs> you brought your own yeah, latrine well, I don't today. know who dug the latrine in your yard, but there's one there. That's from when my wife first moved, moved in. I said, look, let's just do this one yeah. step at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can sleep in the house, but would you mind using the latrine just for the first few months? Yeah. I don't want everyone to think I'm so hoity-toity that I have a bathroom in my house. Mm. Oh, you know they have these compost toilets. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. I didn't either, but they seem like, you know, my wife is... I feel like this is how I go one over her environmentally, you know, Uh because she's... I think I've discussed this before, but she's got a bucket in the shower that when... We're, while we're waiting for the water to warm up, we run it into the bucket, and then we take the bucket out and water the yard so we don't waste that water. And so I'm thinking we'll just use the composting toilet so that we don't use water in our toilet. We just dehydrate our toilet business and then put that right onto the yard. And when I suggest that and she says no, then I'm going to say, then let's get rid of this bucket. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I have it all planned out. I like, I like how this. there's no way this could backfire. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, no. Just, I'm going to be pooping into a plastic box. No, I know that's yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna wind up. You're just gonna wind up with one of those Home Depot buckets. <laughs> We're gonna be sitting out on the deck, like, well, I blew this one. Eventually, yeah, you're on a campout. I'm on a campout now. <laughs> Man, how did, how did I lose this and the latrine? I don't know. How <laughs> it's my lifelong campout. <sighs> my wife. Oh. Yeah, those things. I mean, you can take it as far as you want to go, but it's also, uh, you know, I feel like if you're gonna push it that far. I don't, I don't know if it's really having an impact, you know? I mean, if you're the only one doing it, I feel like you're the only guy do, getting the composting toilet. Nobody oh, no, it. I would be so the only guy the, using it for that. If, if it's just people... one guy doing it in the whole country, mm-hmm. uh, you don't really, are you helping anything? Is it doing any good? Oh, no, the whole point of it, the whole point of it <laughs> is just to, to just win a conversation with my wife. <laughs> and then, oh, and well, the only reason case. we can have this conversation is while she comes on the podcast from time to time, yeah. she never listens to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually a great podcast. You just have her come on and then just talk shit about everything that she said afterwards just to prove <laughs> that she's prove never going to listen. She's never listened to it. Yeah, no, she's never yeah. listened. She has not listened to the time that she's been on and she definitely is not listening to the times yeah, when she's not like, been on. Man, Jake is so mean to his wife. No, that's his only friend. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only time. Otherwise, the only time. my speech is constantly monitored around the house. I can't say what I want anywhere in the house except yeah. on the podcast I can do whatever I want because even though it's posted on the internet, she yeah. doesn't listen to it. <laughs> Ah, that's the thing. NSA, yeah. well, I don't know why you yeah. need to be recording my phone calls. I've yeah. got a podcast. Yeah. Why don't you come out to a show yeah. for crying out loud? Why don't you help me out for a change? Yeah, just don't just don't play anything back to Jake's wife. Yeah, the, if you record recording everything my phone you calls, want. Record everything you want. Yeah, but don't tell my wife what I said about that <laughs> bucket in the shower. Um, <laughs> the shower bucket. The shower pail. Do you have a name for it? Do you call it anything? Well, you know what? We only have that bucket 
Like, uh, we got to get another. That's your only bucket in the house? Well, I've got a couple Shake. of Home I've Depot kind of. so many buckets in my house. You know those big five-gallon <laughs> buckets? i got a couple of those. But those are too big to deal with in the shower. So this is more like just a cl- uh, cleaning your house bucket. The big orange Home Depot one? I've got those, but she doesn't yeah. want that in the shower. I mean, the bucket that we have does not look much better than that, but it's a little oh, bit smaller, so it's gotcha. easier to handle. And I think what she would like is maybe a smaller bucket than that still. That would have to be the bucket that we have now has to be emptied about every other shower. Mm. Anyway, oh, super fascinating. Yeah. Are you glad you stuck with I'm it? Just so cu- I'm just so curious about the bucket, like the water. That I think you guys should start not using it to water the trees. It should be like you should brush your teeth with that water. And but it's you, water. It's it's fine. The water's fine. Yeah, you're I right. Just, we just run it I into the you, bucket. Yeah, I it's want also you to the put bucket it on the that the, there's oh. a lady that comes to clean the house. You know, you talk about having your car washed in California. A lady comes to clean our house. How much water does she waste? Because I have a job. I bet she wastes. My water wife like is super crazy. busy going to college. She pro- she's just wasting water. She, as soon as she gets over there, she dumps that bucket down the drain. Oh, you kidding me? Oh, I'm stuff. sure she is. <laughs> I'm sure she's, she's like, wasting why is there water. There's a bucket of water in here. Now I got to dump this down the drain. Yeah, so th- she uses the same bucket when she goes around to clean the house as we use in the shower. So oh, it's not like you wouldn't want to be. Buckets. Yeah, we do buckets. need more buckets. That's my Come more. On. i got to start a Kickstarter to get some yeah. more buckets. <laughs> Listeners, help Jake out. Help Jake get some buckets. Have you ever? I gotta, Maybe I, you need a shirt that just says, I need a bucket. I'm doing another special, <laughs> as you may or may not know. And uh, I would love to start a Kickstarter to get people to help me. I'm going to be able to pay for the special myself. This is the other thing. Who are these? What about these people? Like, they're starting to do a Kickstarter to do a thing that's like, look, you already got a billion dollars. Why don't you spend your own money? Just use your own money, yeah. 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 What was that? Who was it, Jay-Z? Or somebody famous started a Kickstarter to do something that he could easily have already done. And then one of his famous friends kicked in some money. It was just like the most ridiculous series of transactions that you're just like I don't understand it. Rich people don't understand what it's like to be broke and I'm not a rich person but I mean I would love to have some help with my special but I feel like Look, I don't. I can't. I gotta. I take me a while to figure out even how to do a Kickstarter. Jay Z is paying a person yeah. to do a Kickstarter. He hired to, somebody to, set to up get a project set up. I mean, you just put the money towards the guy that you paid to do the Kickstarter. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and also it's one of those things that I feel like maybe he doesn't even know what a Kickstarter is. Probably, you know, not. maybe he's just like, oh, I need thirty million dollars. You know, oh, what's a, is that like a loan? Oh, I'll just yeah. I'm I'll gonna start, start a Kickstarter those. to hire a person to explain to Jay Z what a Kickstarter is. <laughs> Kickstart that Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I don't think uh, it just seems like it, it. Yeah, it seems like kind of a. I mean, I sort of get it for certain things, but it also just I just feel like it's somebody being like, hey, you give me the money. Yeah, that's what you it feels like to me sometimes. I thought it, originally it was supposed to be like, I don't have enough money to do this, so I need your help to be able to do it. And now it's well, like, and I, think, I don't feel like paying for this. Would you pay for it? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's sort of what I think. I, I, yeah. I sort of feel like when they started out, some of them were people that were like, I want to do this experiment or this environmental thing or you know they were they sort of had well, a but good it was cause like i can't them. afford it, it and i can't of, i i'm trying to figure out a way to get the money up to do this and yeah. not not like look i have enough money but i really yeah. i'd like to spend my money on something else but i'd like you to spend your money on helping me do my thing yeah but i feel like it was some guy he's like i want to do this experiment to see if i can you know improve the water quality at this pond but i don't it's 
I don't have the money, and I'm just a scientist, a student going to school and whatever, so I mm-hmm. want to do this. So it's like, okay, but now it's just some guy like, hey, I want to get a car. <laughs> it's my <laughs> Kickstarter. I'm like, Kickstarter. Get, get, help me I'm get a car, I'm starting a Kickstarter man. to get a car. Come on, man. Kick, kick start it or a motorcycle. Kick, I want to kick start a yeah, motorcycle. Yeah, whichever comes kick first. Kick whatever. Come on. Just so, or a golf cart. Just something like moves around it. Help me out, people. <laughs> All right. Well, you and I are going to figure out some more stuff about Kickstarters. I'm going on a little yeah. vacation. You're going to be in Canada. Our next conversation Our ne- will be on the internet. Yep. And uh, is that it for today? I think that's it. But I'll, like, if I have a Kickstarter out there already, do I have uh-huh. one out there? Did this start my Kickstarter? Well, let's just put it that way. I don't way. know how it works. You're Did trying this? to travel into the future before we've stopped the podcast. So yeah. what's going to happen is we're going to we're going to stop talking now, uh-huh. but then it's going to be a little while before it between is. this conversation and when people are listening to this right. conversation. And in between that time, you could have started a Kickstarter. Maybe. So let's just assume that one. you're going to go home now Maybe and start a Kickstarter. Else will start one for me before they've even heard this. Okay, is well, that I, possible? I wouldn't bet on that, but it is possible. It is definitely possible. That would be great. If you're listening to this and you've already started a Kickstarter. i got a feeling some people are going to start a Kickstarter to hire some writers. We're starting a like, Kickstarter to cancel this podcast. <laughs> if you're still listening and you're less confused than us, please email me at jake at jakethis.com and explain what happened this week. Yeah, tell us what's going on. Um, but yeah, Kickstarter. Right. I need Kickstarter. to know more about it. Let's high five and get out of here. Clap out. Clap kick. Clap kick in the face. Done. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you think starting a Kickstarter is going to make you happy, you might you might not uh, be right about that. How do I know what I want? Well, I Googled it, and <laughs> you're just one question away from winding up listening to Dr. Phil. That's what I found out. Uh, so Dr. Phil says, if you want to know how do you f- specifically figure out what you want in life, you got to ask yourself four questions. I, I'm going to save you some Googling, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what you got to ask yourself. What do I want? What do I want? That's the first question. If you want to know what you want, you've got to ask yourself four questions. The first one is, what do I want? Now, it would seem to me, if you can answer that, you don't need the rest of the questions. But anyway, here's the, you've got to ask yourself, what do I want? Then you've got to ask yourself, what must I do to have it? So you break it down into some steps. And then the, the third question is, how would I feel when I have it? And then the fourth question is, so what I really want to feel is to feel blank. And uh, I can, and then you circle back to number two again. What do I got to do to get what I want? And then uh, I'll just uh, I'm going to skip right to the end because you could you could Google this yourself, or you can wind up realizing that when you go around and do like that, what you really want is to accept yourself and feel like you belong somewhere in this world. I I think it's one of those like card tricks where there's only one answer, um, but you have to. You have to do the, all that stuff yourself, but that's that's the really the, you need to accept yourself and feel like you belong in this world. That's that's what we all really want, according to Doctor Phil, I think. But you could ask yourself the four questions. The first of which is, uh, what do I want? And when you ask yourself what you want, then you'll be able to find out what you want by asking yourself that. Okay, thanks, Doctor Phil. I don't know if he's a real doctor enough or not. Uh, anyway, don't forget your dog's penis is your responsibility. 
again, I'm sorry I talked too much during the Liz Winstead chatting, and uh, a spoonful of dog poop helps the medicine go down. Don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. This was a long episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I, I feel like I had a good time. We did it, everybody. High-five yourself and go figure out what you want. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Talk into the machine, please. I'm talking. I can't hear you unless you talk into the machine. You heard that.